welcome to Knights of Roleplay, an adventuring podcast. This is an actual play 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Royalty free music provided by Kevin MacLeod, Plate Mail Games, and Tabletop Audio. And now, to adventure. Hello and welcome. My name is Chris Buckner. I'm the primary dungeon master for Knights of Roleplay, an adventuring podcast. We were hoping to play in person this week, but life threw us another curveball. So this will be another Zoom session. Uh, I've been sick and my mom and stepdad are sick and they're our babysitters. And Kate has a touch of it. So we have the baby. You may hear the baby (laughs) on uh, Kate's audio a little bit over the course of the evening. But uh, we're adapting as long as we can still do our our podcast. So... uh, as our adventure begins, it is stardate 0326.82. A week ago, a bounty hunter in red armor tried to kidnap Matisse. The bounty hunter failed, but managed to escape. Arvine then took the party on a tour of some of the seedier dive bars on the rock known for, um, to be frequented by criminals, trying to find information about the bounty hunter. She overheard a group of men discussing a person in red armor, who had been offering 100 gold pieces to anyone that knew the location of a tall, blue-skinned woman on the rock. That is the extent of the information that she found. The party visited Zima's magical emporium and Strax asked Zima to find um, to try and find a magical recipe for a plus-one weapon. Uh, the party has returned, and Zima says she has a magical liquid that, if poured onto a weapon, will make it into a plus-one weapon. She is asking 1,200 gold pieces for the potion. So, adventurers, how do you respond? I could certainly contribute some monies to that. So, so what? You just pour it on and it... Poof! Uh, Zima, Zima says, Yes. Pour on. Poof. Hmm. Got a cheat, isn't it? How much is she offering enough for just one weapon? Um, just one. Which is just one dose for one weapon for 1200 gold. That seems like a really steep price, but I would be willing to pay it. Um, I, I guess it would handle our current quest problem. But... It would give Strax back his infusion. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what John's thinking. Recipe, <laughs> uh, she says, yes, I keep looking. All right. Well, in that case, uh, how much do we have? I really don't have that much. I mean, who is the one that really needs it there? Just you, you need it, right, Arvine? Just for that other weapon of yours? Matisse had, to treat my... Matisse had expressed an interest in it as as well for the um, for the pistol that he has. Uh, she has. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I, yeah. don't have, I don't have 1,200 gold, so... Matisse wanted it for her, her laser pistol, and I, I'd love to have a second magic laser sword since I use two swords, but... Matisse wanted it for a black powder pistol. And yeah, and I, right. I I looked at all your inventory, so I know you guys have well above twelve hundred among the entire party. <laughs> right. 
Yeah, but I'm more why than would I pay for somebody else's weapon? It's their problem. Janie will chip in both hers and Strax's share because he's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it to Strax to be so short-sighted in the face of our situation. It's not always about Strax. No crossroads to me. for you. <laughs> okay. So yeah, um, I can I can pitch in a little bit. I I don't have that much, but I can probably pitch in like two hundred or something like that. Well, I have at least uh, almost nine hundred gold, so that's a good starting place. So two from Strax, and then however much from Matisse, and then you're you're about a hundred, uh, one or two hundred gold pieces short. But Janie said she would pitch in, so. I could possibly pitch in like, you know, a hundred if it's going towards Matisse or something. If it was going towards me, I'd probably pitch in even more. But I think Matisse needs a more effective range weapon, given we're fighting something that flies. Well, oh, well I mean, Matisse, well, Matisse has currently got the repeating, my, uh, my little modifications on it. So Okay. The infusion. Yeah. yeah. So that uh, one, that could probably carry her for a little while. Well, then, uh, Arvine, if you uh, need it, then we can make that happen for you instead. I mean, it's up to you. I, I mean, I... I'm perfectly yeah. happy using Strax's um, infusion, which he has graciously offered yeah. to me. So. I mean, another thing that we could do is if you can wield yeah, a laser right rifle, Ar- Arvine has the <laughs> laser rifle. She's had one since the beginning, and she almost never uses it right now. So if you wanted a ranged weapon with more range... As long as you can use it, she would give it to you, and then you could put the infusion on it, do whatever you want. Can I actually? Can I wield? That? Can I wield that weapon? It's not a finesse weapon, but neither is a black powder pistol. So correct. Um, I think you can wield any martial weapon, which I think that is. But you should check. Yeah, I think paladins can use any sort of martial weapons. <clears throat> Okay. Uh, so we have a few options. So I think what I would probably do is what uh, Arvine suggested, and I would put it on her laser pistol. All right. Well, I can move it over. Take me a little bit of work. Laser rifle, Greg. Rifle. And laser rifle. Make sure you put that in your inventory. You'll have to change your custom attack. So, so hold on a second there, Greg. Um, if you're using a laser rifle and you have a shield, that's going to create a whole problem with you having uh, to use a two-handed weapon and uh, having to work. stow the Sorry. shield. Didn't think about that. Oh, Walking okay. Back. Got it. So, yeah, Got you it. should just keep using the infusion on your thing. It, so, as okay. long as Strax is okay with that, then, yes, I'd love to buy that potion for my second laser sword. I didn't I could pitch this thing. I could pitch in um, 700 if I basically clean out most of my cash. Uh, I will give um, I will give you 300 from my stores. Okay. And with my 200, that's 1,200. I have I have like tons of gold, you guys. So like I could I could pitch in like half. Oh, surprised you're okay. not going to spend more on uh, components. I don't okay. have a lot of component spells. Okay. So I'll. 
Uh, I will pitch in uh, 600 plus genies and then no, nobody else has to pitch in something that's not towards a weapon that would benefit them, I guess, unless you guys want to haggle that out differently. Hey, uh, if you guys want to it evenly, it'd be 300 a person. Which that guys. probably would be better. I could do okay. that. All right, 300 a person. Roger. Oh, now oh. suddenly I'm on the hook to 300. Jeez. Well, I can Drax, do four. Do you want me to pay your 300? <laughs> I don't need you to pay my debts, girl. Oh. <laughs> Did you just call me girl? <laughs> <laughs> your older sister. I'm going to beat your ass, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. okay. So you guys bought the uh, potion. <laughs> okay. So, <clears throat> excuse me, stupid cold. Uh, so you've got that. And next page of my adventure here. Okay. Page. Uh, so, uh, later that day, uh, Quartermaster Olo visit you all at the Hammered Unicorn Forge. He has a little difficulty getting his large turtle shell through the door, after which he tells you he has a mission from one of your contacts. According to Olo, there is a terraforming colony uh, of humans on a planetoid, or exomoon, designated LV-426. A supply ship sent to LV-426 from the rock never returned. Wayland Industries is offering 5,000 gold pieces for a ship to investigate the colony. Captain Braun had established a good relationship with Wayland Industries, and they have offered the Star Runner the mission before anyone else. So Olo says, Well, what do you think, Captains? Well, you'll have to talk to Arvine. She's the one in charge, but it sounds to me like uh, we could probably find something useful on a uh, derelict supply ship. I'd be. I'm in. On board with that. Okay. So, uh, take it, get whatever supplies we need, I guess, and I'll head out in the morning. Okay. Okay. So, uh, Quartermaster Ola, make sure that the Star Runner is stocked, and uh, you all board the Star Runner, and Hal navigates the ship away from the rock and heads toward LB-426. After an uneventful week of travel, the Star Runner arrives at LV-426. You see the exomoon is covered by a thick cloud layer created by its atmosphere processors manufactured by Wayland Industries. Your contact gave you a small device, a homing beacon, that you use to locate the colony. Hal pilots the Star Runner to a position in the lower atmosphere relative to the colony's signal. The Star Runner uh, moves to a quarter mile above the surface uh, in a heavy rain. So the Star Runner is currently holding position there. Uh, how would you like to proceed? Quarter mile out from the from the colony. Yeah, it's it's still pretty. Um, the, the the call cover is pretty heavy, and and, and and there's and there's a lot of rain, so the visibility is, is poor. What's the landscape? Uh, you're not really sure. It's. I Can't mean, really it's, see the landscape. No. Mm. I mean, it's it's an exo moon. Um, you, you think maybe that it's, um, 
you know, sort of like a almost like an asteroid. It's probably what, it's probably what okay. your it's probably what your guess the surface would be like. All right, so personal atmospheres and hoping it. <laughs> well, I mean, there is a the, the atmosphere processors have been set up and and they're working, so that's what the cloud cover is. And there there okay. is there is an environment around the exomoon. Oh, okay. For some reason, okay, that was my brain fart. That's <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean, take the personal atmospheres anyway, just in case. You never know. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but basically, the uh, you know Hal is Hal is just kind of hanging the ship there, about a quarter mile up, and um, mm-hmm. is waiting for uh, waiting to find out with what, how you all want to proceed. Okay. Right. Well, um, since we don't know what happened, probably would be best to. Uh, uh, keep the Star Runner out here and head in on foot, since obviously whatever's over there is destroying ships. We don't want that to happen. So, so how are you? How are you approaching the the Exomoon surface? We could use the Star Coach. I mean, we can't. Can we use a lifeboat for something like that, or only if we have water to land in, right? Uh, the the lifeboats, yeah. I, I mean, but even the sky coach. I mean, everything that you have there doesn't land on land. But but the sky coach can basically hover down there to be like a foot above the surface, and you can just take the little ladder. What on the if side. we do the the sky coach with um, what's his face piloting it so that Jeannie doesn't exhaust her resources? Oh, uh, ruffian. Ruffian, yeah. Okay, so you take the city oh, roughly. If we're, oh, we're going to do that, we might as well take the sky coach right into the city, as long as the main ship is. Yeah, is away, is away from the city. Uh, the the colony. It's, it's, it's not a city. The colony. It's a, it's a, yeah, it's, it's a small terraforming colony. Split hairs, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I would probably leave the ship as far away as possible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> Yeah, but having the uh, sky coach nearby would be good for a hasty retreat if necessary. Is this true? Strength? I yeah, I do. I do like the idea of having it either just outside the city or even inside the city. If we could colony, find like, colony. a colony, it's a colony. It's a small colony. Finding okay, so just outside the colony, <laughs> or oh, or just inside the colony, <laughs> if there's like a rooftop or something that we could hover above, so that we have a kind of a, a high point. Hill, something like that. So the star runner is a quarter mile up, and you're taking the sky coach down with Ruffian. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Down into the city colony. Yep. Gotcha. Okay. So let me check my notes here. Uh, okay. So you take Ruffian, and Ruffian uh, pilots the sky coach. Which then uh, expends all of his uh, magical uh, energy for the day, um, but powers the sky coach for for that day. So, Ruffian pilots the sky coach down through the clouds, and uh, you can see the colony complex before you. It looks to be made of steel. All the windows are closed. Uh, emergency lighting is on, and there is equipment in various locations, including uh, land roving vehicles. There are a lot. There are large sliding doors on all the buildings, but they are all closed. You notice uh, a sign that reads "Hadley's Hope." Uh, how would you like to proceed? 
I'd like to take one of the land vehicles and load it up to take with us. The the sign says, (laughs) please hope. And um, what I described to you, that that's all you see, like like the emergency lighting, there's no movement, there's no activity. Everything is basically shut down from what you can tell. Is it dark and stormy on the, the... the colony it's, area. It's, it's still raining. It, it's still raining and everything is wet. <laughs> you know how long it takes for my fur to dry. <laughs> A really long time. So R- Ruffian just kind of starts to like do like a slow circle of everything and you know that's pretty much what you see. It looks like there's a way into the building from the roof. Um, nothing that is intended for that purpose you know I mean there, there are like there, there are air ducts it has it has like an air duct system in it um, but there's no like doors or um, like like roof access or anything that you can see uh, this is why we should bring grenades <laughs> and uh, no shine of sh- no shine of our cushion um, <clears throat> let's see um, you do actually uh, what would that would that be open um, yeah uh, you you do actually see one um, large uh, bay basically that has like a small supply ship sort of docked in it it's it's not it's not covered. It's sort of like um, sort of like a horseshoe shape, and and that's where the that's where the ship is, and it's inside there. And uh, it doesn't. It, it's it's sort of similar to the sky coach in that it's it, it's it's bigger than the sky coach, but it has no top to it. it basically, carries all the supplies um, underneath the deck, in what I would describe as like a medium sized ship, so something you know not as big as a star, but definitely bigger than the sky coach. And it's kind of sitting there in that little dock area. Well, seems to me that if we're hired to figure out what happened to the ship, we should probably start there. Okay. So yeah, yeah, so I need to go over to the ship. Mm-hmm. Okay. Seems like a decent plan. So well, Arvin agreed with me. Right, <laughs> let's do something else. Mark, Mark, something your calendars. things have happened. <laughs> <laughs> Mark your Old calendars, everyone. <laughs> First, good thing that he has fur. <laughs> so uh, it looks like the ship has been um, emptied of, of its cargo, and there is a very um, large set of double doors that's closed that gives access further into the colony, which you think was probably used to load and unload all of the different product, um, all the different supplies. And there's, you know, a small land roving vehicle nearby. There is, um, there's one of those like bipedal loaders that has two big claws on it that are used to, to move around crates and things, which is just kind of sitting dormant. And, um, but you find nothing else. You find no people. Roughly, how big was the city colony? Um, you mean like number of people, or just like like air, like surface area? Just just like the, the area. How much area did it cover? Like, is it was it an easy walk around? Was it like a most of the day to get from one end to the other? No, no. It would it would. I mean, in, in the sky coach, it would only take you 
like like maybe like five minutes to circle the entire colony. So I mean, on on, on foot, I mean, you, you figure it, it's approximately we'll say like we'll say like three quarters of a mile across, mm-hmm. something along those lines. Is the ship? Okay, so no, the colony. Okay. The city colony. Yeah. Okay. The colony's not 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 quite a mile across. Okay, so not that much. All right, then. All right, then. Yeah, Strax would probably ignore the uh, land vehicle then, not thinking that he'd need it. Although he might. Although I'm going to mentally mark to pick one up later. It'll look useful. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there are a number of them around. I mean, they're 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 bigger than the Skycoach, <laughs> but <laughs> but there are some oh. around. All right. They, they well, basically have the uh, to just picking notes, but like the like I'll, I'll, some of the equipment that you see here is designed to work in um, a place that has no atmosphere up until the point where they have the atmosphere functioning. So a lot of them have like enclosed environments, so they're like larger with like with like four wheels, and then there's like a cabin that's enclosed, so they could use those sorts of things before the atmosphere before the atmosphere processor was actually set up and running. Sounds even more useful. <laughs> but first things first, we're hired to find the crew, so let's see if we can find the crew. And seems to me the most logical place would be the dock. Okay. Uh, the place where you're the place where you're in. Uh, yeah, the, uh, you said the big double doors. The, there's big double doors. They're they're closed, just like all of the all the windows, all the shutters. Um, the, the steel right. shutters and all the doors, they're all closed. But yes, there's a set right. of double doors right in front of you. Then I'm going to go and see if I can get those doors open. Okay. Um, why don't you make a investigation check with advantage for your artifice? Investigation. 19. 19, okay. Um... So there is still, um, basically, the the place seems to be on emergency power, which, I mean, you kind of figured that because the emergency emergency lighting was on. Um, But you do basically find a way to kind of like hotwire the door. And um, you hear hear it unlock, and it opens um, about halfway. So there's basically about about a 10-foot space, and and then the door stops. Good enough. Gets us inside. Yeah. All right, well, weapons ready. We don't know what happened here. Let's see. Do you things look yeah, disheveled or like stuff was abandoned like really quickly? Good question. Um, you, good question. Like, as, as you move inside, I can answer that question for you as you move inside. Um, okay. So give me just a second here. Sure, sure. Irene would probably help take up the lead to both as a melee fighter and to perceptify things. Good idea. You take point. <laughs> okay. So as you make your way into the complex, SDL um, one will be up front. There. Sure, sure. Steel Defender. Yep. So uh, you do see things like um, half-eaten food and cups partially filled with liquid. Uh, you find some makeshift barricades in some of the hallways, but they appear to have been broken through. You find a couple places where it looks like acid. Uh, has eaten through the floor as well as the floor is directly below those those spots. 
you find a a med lab that has four uh, glass cylinders full of liquid that seem to contain strange creatures with eight legs, a long tail, and two vaguely rectangular membranes near the base of the tail. And two of the creatures are moving, the other two are not. Oh boy. Um. Hmm. I'm not up on my uh, uh, creature lore. Can I? Did you encounter anything like this in your studies or Matisse? Anything? Can I? Memory of a thousand lifetimes? Absolutely. Okay, I'm going to do that. Um. So, Matisse, uh, our uh, female diva paladin, casts her awareness back in time, and you see that there was a person brought into this room with one of those creatures um, on their on their face with with uh, with the eight legs wrapping around the head and and the two like membranes um, were allowing the creature to breathe and the and the tail was wrapped around the person's throat and they tried to remove the creature from the face of this person and uh, a a liquid poured out of the creature that you would assume is blood, um, but it basically burned the person to death, and and they died, and then they put the uh, the creature into the, one of the cylinders. Ah. Uh, what would you say? It looks good. like we're dealing with an alien life form that is, uh, I would call it very malevolent in terms of uh, intent. Well, what, what did you see? I saw a kind of spider-like creature that was attached to uh, an individual's face, and it looked like it was, uh, I would say, hugging the face in, um, in very, very, very particular type of manner, and it was wrapped around its neck. Like, like erotically? No, like, <laughs> like asphyxiation well. uh, type of... Oh. Of, of wrapped around its neck. Like erotic asphyxiation? No. Uh, oh my god, John. Seriously? <laughs> Stop watching so much anime. Now that I've lost my train of thought here. Did, did, did the creature look like the ones in the test tubes here, Missy's? Yes, that's, that's what it is, Greg. Yes, they did. And uh, it looks like when they tried to uh, remove it, uh, the person met a very grisly death by the creatures um blood that it was uh what we see the um melty things from it's like an acid acid acidic blood yes so it cuts through metal quite nice i wonder if i could use it in a forge (laughs) so we better be careful because we don't know where these things things are we really want to leave these things alive that are in the test tubes here uh, let's not go picking a fight till we have to, huh? I would say that we should not. Touch <laughs> and I'm the one them. saying that. Holy crap! We when should, did I become the voice of reason? We shouldn't <laughs> touch them because we really don't know a whole lot about them. So we are opening up ourselves to a whole lot of trouble if we mess with something we don't know what it is. Arvine, um, you, you do find a you do find a uh, medical report 
on 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 the table on on one of the sort of um, lab tables, and uh, it says um, surgically. It, it reads surgically removed before embryo implantation. Subject Marichek John Jay died during the procedure. Before embryo implantation. Okay, I point that out to their group. That's weird. Oh. Uh, I wonder if this is referring to the same thing you described, Matisse. You know what? Maybe we should kill them. Yeah. No no point in leaving embryo implantation behind us. No. (laughs) Do your worst, Drax. All right. Well, they're in the jars. I'm going to open fire. (laughs) What are you, um, Excuse me, stupid cold. Uh, what are you using to shoot at it with? Actually, you know what? Don't shoot it. I'm still carrying my halberd, which <laughs> is unfortunately not not magical. Actually, no. These things these things eat metal. You wouldn't use the halberd. No, I'm just gonna shoot it. <laughs> shoot it with. <laughs> shoot it with my crossbow and its magical piercing bullet uh, bolts. Okay, so so. Take a shot at one of the canisters. <laughs> Can I take time to aim for advantage? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it doesn't really move. <laughs> it doesn't really move. It's in a test tube. That's okay. Good enough. AC, uh, hits AC 24. 24. Oh, sorry. No, 28. 28. Okay. So <clears throat> the, um, the, the bolt hits the hits the glass and basically shatters it and the stuff goes like all over the floor and the the creature falls down and skitters under a table and you can hear it running around in the room but it didn't hit the creature <clears throat> no it didn't hit the creature you you, you, you smash the glass and the thing the thing hit the ground shoot it and and, and and it's like skittering around on the floor you're not sure where it is so I need to see how many of there how many of you are there uh, that are not mechanical <laughs> there, there's four of you four of us not mechanical one two three four uh, okay so it, uh, it it moves extremely fast and it comes shooting out from underneath the table and it tries to latch on Arvine's face so I need Arvine to make a dexterity saving throw oh heck no (laughs) this is your fault for not stopping me (laughs) (laughs) Arvine was worried about leaving things like that alive too so alright dexterity saving throw yeah barf Okay, that's pretty good. Uh, so five, so twenty-three. Twenty-three. Okay. So, so the creature, the creature, leaps at Arvine and uh, tries to um, latch onto her face, and she like ducks and moves out of the way, and it kind of smashes up against the wall and hits the ground, and then um, we can roll initiative at this point. And and then see if you can kill this hugger of faces. <laughs> I don't want to roll initiative. <laughs> hugger of booze. 
Jinx myself, jinx myself, but uh, nice for doing quite nice so far. All right, uh, Strax. I'm just jinx myself. Twenty-one. Twenty-one. And Janie. Fifteen. Fifteen for Janie. And Arvin. Twenty-five. Ooh. Twenty-five for Arvin and Matisse. I roll a 19. 19. I roll a 20 for initiative, and she's still beating me. <laughs> so, the initiative order is Arvine, Strax, Matisse, Janie, and Hugger of Faces. <laughs> Sorry, say it again. I apologize. I've got baby attention here. You're first. Arvine, Strax, Matisse, Janie. And then the creature. So you uh, tell me what you want to do, Arvin. You're up at the top of the round. Asimar, fighter rogue. Okay. Uh, she tries to rush it where it bounces into the wall and see if she sure. can catch it with some laser sword swings. Sure. Go for it. There's my D8. Oh, wow. That's not spectacular. Uh, AC 12. 12 miss you hit on the wall and it's jumping around and bouncing and it's hard okay. to hit she swings again with the same hand <laughs> that's my little girl <laughs> squeal uh, so that'll be for AC 28 28 hits on the second swing and she's base to base with it so she's going to throw that sneak attack on there okay it's 2d6 ooh dices Okay, so plus six, uh, 13, so that'll be nine, 19 magical force damage. Okay. <laughs> 19 magical force damage, okay. Um, so you smash it with the laser sword and you kill it, and all this green liquid s- sprays out onto you. Oh no. Oh boy. I get to make a deck save. <laughs> no, you take uh, <laughs> you take um, twelve acid damage. Oh, combat is is definitely over because Arvin had killed it. So um, there's there's still there's two dead in those in, in the three remaining containers, and there's one that is still alive. Oh uh, well, if you burn it. <laughs> Maybe somebody with something, something more pokey can just that doesn't dab break down the glass the and set it free. <laughs> I mean, or freeze it. Now, like maybe somebody with something more pokey, like I don't know, an energy sword, can Laser just swords. you know, like open up the top and stab. <laughs> uh, so it's not running around all over the place. Imagine missile it. <laughs> Strax, I mean, Strax what, what is uh, what is your passive artifice, Strax? <laughs> uh, ma- ma- make a uh, uh, let me see. What what, what, what would that be? Um, you can always go generic uh, intelligence or investigation. Uh, yeah, just just make an intelligence check for me. Or you can always go with like a, a tool proficiency or something. 
Investigation? Uh, yeah, uh, just intelligence. Uh, intelligence check. Just roll the Nigeria Tondas mod. 16. 16, okay. So the thought occurs to you that if you look at the um, containment module that, that it's in, that there may be some sort of um, a mechanism designed to terminate whatever is inside the canister. All so right, well, if you, if you want to make, then do then do investigation with advantage because you're artifice. Twenty-two. Twenty-two. Okay. So you do indeed find such a thing. Um, there is there there is a sequence that you can figure out that will first of all um, drain the liquid that is inside of it. There is also another sequence you can put in that will um, remove all the oxygen from inside of it as well. Uh, there is a another mechanism which uh, essentially sort of shunts it to a disposal unit, which doesn't specifically kill it, <laughs> but, but there is basically a, a sort of waste removal um, function of that canister. Assuming that you've killed whatever's inside of it, it can be shunted to basically the garbage. So you tell me what you want to do based on that information. Well, uh, I'm thinking this liquid probably helps contain it, and I don't want to shunt it while it's still alive in case it gets away. So, Ixnay mm-hmm. the Oxygen A. Ixnay the Oxygen, okay. So, uh, you, you put in the sequence, and you see a little, like, um, uh, a little graphic that shows the oxygen being drained away. Mm-hmm. And once it reaches zero, the creature still seems to be moving. <laughs> It could be that it's still in the liquid, or it could just be that they don't need oxygen. oxygen. Yeah, this was a planet that was terraformed. If these things were there before it was terraformed. Yeah, apparently, yeah. Uh, These things don't need oxygen, so... That is very unusual. (laughs) It is very unusual. But, well, it's what we got to deal with. All right, then let's... I mean... I'd have Janie ready the magic ready. missile. Uh, yeah, have weapons Janie at ready, the ready. magic I'm gonna missile. Drain take the, the lid liquid. off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so weapons at the ready. You drain the liquid. Um, the creature basically saddles at the bottom, and uh, it, it's not doing much, but it seems to still be alive. Mm. It's a tricky bugger. Hmm. <laughs> Well, can we well, have somebody I, ready and attack for taking the lid off the container? So we do something more controlled. I have an idea. The glass. I'm going to cast my moonbeam on it. Cast moonbeam on the canister? Yes. Very high power spell for. Okay. Hey, <laughs> hey um, if it can kill it, it without getting it sure. out, without having to let yeah. it out of the container, I'll okay. call for it. So, so uh, Matisse um, calls on the divine power of Mahin and this moonbeam appears around the canister, almost like it's being transported away, but that's not what's happening. <laughs> that's kind of what it looks like. <laughs> and um, uh, like the the creature in, inside starts to like like squeal and jump around inside the canister, like it's trying to get away, like, it, like, like it's in pain. Um, and basically over the course of a round, um, maybe two, 
it, it takes enough damage that 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 it dies and um, there's like acid all of in, all inside the bottom of, of this canister and it starts to burn through and the glass starts to break but the creature does appear to be dead it, it, it destroys the containment module because of the acid blood but the creature is dead because of the moonbeam yes. take that you little bastard I mean over the next like like 60 seconds that acid like burns big troughs like through that entire structure and down to the floor and and it's it's really very potent stuff <laughs> if i make well, an active search around the lab are there any other like notes notebooks documentation logs from medical the planet? supplies anything else that yeah medical supplies <laughs> anything else that i can find um there are there are some um basically basically like you know first aid kits and things of that nature there there are logs that talk more about um the subject that they had and and the findings on on the creatures and basically talked about um that they weren't sure but but they but they assumed that they did not breathe oxygen they did not need oxygen to live but they were still we found out yeah. yeah Yeah, um, they weren't really sure. They were still trying to figure out what these things were. Obviously, they had them. They had two of them that were alive. They were still studying them. Um, there isn't a lot of other information there. Um, you do find them an, an adrenaline shot there, though. Oh, sweet. I, uh, yeah, I think uh, SDU GH88 still got his. So, I don't know if somebody else wants to hang on to it just to be able to. Isn't anyone concerned of what's been going on here and the fact that these creatures that they were experimenting on them and we really don't know what the results of those experiments are? So as all of you are um, talking in the med lab, Arvine, your passive perception picks up the sound of something coming from a hallway outside of the med lab. Okay. Sound of possible movement, maybe. Turn to everybody and do like the hush sign and kind of really silently mouth like someone outside. Uh, hmm. So I kind of, I mean, I think I already have my swords drawn, but I kind of take up position like inside the door, duck back against the wall. Or is there spaces where we could hide in there? In the med lab, like, like countertops, like benches, stuff like that. Like I mean, type benches or tables. I mean, there's there's six of you, okay. and one of you is like well over six feet. One of you is a is a hobgoblin. <laughs> uh, <laughs> maybe SDO one could hide behind one of the workstations in there. Maybe. Uh, okay. I was actually just about to send SDO one out to investigate. Okay, our Arvine will stand up ready by the door if you want to go that way. So will Matisse. So, uh, what is it that you're directing SDO one to do? Like, like how how would it be communicating things to you? Are you sending it out Get there? To technical to... with me, boy. <laughs> <laughs> sending it out there to hear it go. Yup. <laughs> <laughs> You don't want to, to get sneak acid on with it. a camera. 
<laughs> if I knew what one was. Right, uh, there you go. <laughs> Make it one to a drone. Like an <laughs> anal probe? Is that, that whoa, 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 whoa. Why'd you have to go there, Greg? Why'd you go to butts already? Oh, what is well, that about? That, that's I, us. I, I'm I not know. really surprised. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> there's the preview. <laughs> <laughs> no, we can't. No, we can't send. Uh, no, sending us the one out wouldn't help much, except as a first line of attack. Now we can wait and see. Nothing to do it, but it to go, nothing to do it but to go look. Well, take a quick peek. It's not like just I have be careful. We don't know what dangers are around. Hey, worst case scenario. Hey, worst case scenario. We lead them back in here. And the rest of you can ambush them. <laughs> so what's happening? So I'm just going to take a quick peek. Okay. Um, so you look outside uh, into the hallway near the near the med bay, uh, and um, you think you see a small humanoid figure dart across the hallway and into an air duct. Oh no! Oh no! Uh, <clears throat> I might have oh, actually boy. found a survivor. Sucks to be them. Well, it's a small humanoid figure. Shakes her head at Eustrax and she peeks around into the hallway. It's like, Where did you see the, this figure go? Uh, she kind of darted over that way. Point in the direction that it went, that she went, that it, whatever he, she hit with. Well, something tells me we're going to uh, partake in a game of cat and mouse. And oh, it's probably not going to be good for us. So there is an obvious air vent where Strax indicated. Okay. All right. Arvine might very sneakily try to like go over and like peek into the vent to see what she can see. Okay. I, w- I motion for the rest of us to kind of take like uh, watchful positions on either side. Okay. All right. Um, Arvine, make a perception check for me. Is better than my passive. I keep trying to use that. I also put them. 27. 27. Okay. Um, so you can definitely hear some movement coming from. Um, I mean, the, the air duct goes down maybe like 15 feet, and then you think it opens up into a larger space. And, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, you can definitely hear something moving around. And uh, you think that you see with that perception check, you you think you see like some reflections off of things, like something maybe like made of glass. Um, you think that you see like what could possibly be like a stuffed animal, and it's a little, it's a little far away. It's it's, it's kind of dark, but there's still some light, some ambient light from the emergency lighting. I mean, with the stuffed animal, do I start to think based on Strax's description that I'm seeing a, a child, or...? You don't know. It could be. Okay. I'm trying to be able to say, I think, I think whatever it is has a stuffed animal. Mm. That's not very useful. Well, if you think you see a stuffed animal, why don't we try calling out I and seeing like if, someone, if someone responds? Kind of, like, really, like quiet like whisper shout down the duct and say hello is there someone there we're here to help um you see you see a a dirty faced uh blonde young girl 
look into the look in um, poke her head into the end of the air vent and she she's only there for a moment she looks really scared and then she moves away from it and you hear a lot of shuffling around and moving and things guess I would, uh, I'm the smallest in the party, so it's, is it okay if I come in there? You don't, you don't hear anything, and, and you start to hear the rattling of, of like some, some metal, sort of like there's, there's a, there's an opening on the, on the air duct, there's an opening where you're at right now, and you have to kind of like lift up the air duct on a hinge, yep. and you think you can hear another one of those being moved from, from the end of the, the passage. From that space back there. Alright. Well, I guess Arvine would try to like go through the duct and see if she can't catch up to the figure before it leaves, but she's probably gonna miss it. Okay. She's gonna be trying to be quiet while she does this, but Arvine, no one goes anywhere by themselves. Hmm. I could what, what is what, what what is Arvine doing? She's gonna turn to the others. I want to go into the duct and see if we can find this figure. Well, I'm not gonna fit in there. Don't go too far, huh? I think it's a kid. I'm only gonna go a few feet. You said it's not very long, right, Chris? Like maybe 15 feet. 15 feet, yeah. Okay, so I said it's not very far away. I mean, I could put a light on, but I'm more worried about something bad seeing the light. Just don't want to do what you usually do and headlong and rush headlong into something dangerous, huh? I understand. So you start to hear movement coming from the air ducts, and sounds like it's starting to get further away. Okay. So I, I would go in and try to see if I can't find whatever it is. I've got dark vision, so I should be able to see pretty well. Okay. Um, so you get down I've to the end, vision. and and you see there's a couple other ways to get out of basically this one chamber. That's that's about. Um, six foot square and you can hear noise coming from the one on the far side okay so if I go to that one on the far side that's still like within 15 feet of where I came in or is that further away it's it's six feet across from where you came in okay alright so uh, I'll check the side that has the noise okay uh, I mean you can hear like like clump 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 like you can hear like somebody's moving in, in the air vent Okay. So I, I checked, was it like a closed off space or did it just sound like something ran further away? It, it, the sound is getting further and further away. Okay. And then I'm going to shake my head and come back out because I don't want to go too far from the party. I mean, the, is it a duct where even the bigger members of the party could fit or is it only like carbine slash child sized? Um, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, Matisse could not fit in there. Okay. <clears throat> Strax, Strax, Strax could move at like half speed through there. <laughs> okay. Strax doesn't want to move at half speed through back, there. I go back out and say, I, I mean, I think she ran up and I point whatever direction I heard her going or whatever, whatever it was. Well, you said I saw a dirty faced girl, right? So yes, I tell correct. the others, it's, it's definitely a little girl. It's like a little, it's a little human girl with blonde hair and she ran off that way. I'd really like to try to find her. Well, nuts to her then. She ran off. We got a crew to find. 
How do you know she was a part of the crew? I think it's probably unlikely. And until we, until I know otherwise, we gotta, we gotta, probably ought to find someone who is actually, obviously, part of the crew that we're here to find. We okay. could try we to move in the direction RV. that we think she's going based on the vents. I mean, we have to explore the whole place anyway, so that would be my vote, Jamie. I agree with that. If, if, you, were to, if you were to act quickly, you could follow the noise and follow her. If you wait much longer, she's going to be completely gone somewhere okay. in this complex. Okay. Arvin says that. She may I'm lead us leave. to actual other adults, so I say yeah. we follow her. Okay. You want to come with me? It's a good Jamie, direction so as, any, as far as I'm concerned. So, okay, so Let's we try to, fo- try to follow her. Let's talk. More action. Let's go. Okay. So, um, you can basically go through the hallways and you can hear, like, like it, it's kind of faint at first, but you're able to follow it and then you hear it louder and louder. Um, and eventually it comes up to sort of like um, an, an, an operation center. Uh, there's, there's lots of uh, consoles where you think they, they control the shutters um, and they control various um, power systems throughout the colony, throughout the atmosphere processors and the facilities and whatnot. And as you're, as you're approaching that area and you, you can hear the thumping in the, in the air ducts and then you hear another one of those metal grates move and you think you hear the sound of little feet inside that room. Pitter patter, pitter patter. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... right, so we haven't actually entered in this ops room. We're just kind of standing outside it. Okay? Yeah, you're basically at the doorway and, and okay. you're pretty sure that she is in this room. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Danny, okay. maybe you can talk to her. Around the door and see what I can see. Um, Make a stealth check and a perception check. (laughs) Okay, the the glitter is the stealth and the fire is the perception. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so stealth is going to be a 15, perception is going to be a 21. So, uh, the perception with both listening and seeing, uh, you kind of get a bead on a general area in the room where you think she is, which is like, like the far right corner. And in the emergency lighting, um, you kind of see like some movement from like behind, um, like a little work table, a little workstation that is more, uh, away from the wall, but still over in that corner. So you're pretty sure you have to beat him where she is. If if you wanna try to move toward her quietly, then we'll use your stealth check to see how well you do as far as trying to close in on her. Um Well, I can't see her, so I can't try to reach out to her telepathically, so I guess I'll try to walk towards her. Okay. Are, are you trying to are you trying to be stealthy? Yeah. Because I think I have to be able to see that person to use that. Let's see. Okay. Yeah, any creature I can see within 120 feet. So if I can't see her, then I can't um, get in her brain. Gotcha. Before you go through through the doorway, Arvine puts a hand on your shoulder and kind of mouths the words, do you want light? 
I think that'll scare her more. Okay. I say into her head because I can see her. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So you're going to tell her we have food. (laughs) (laughs) Tell her we have crossroads cookies. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I should get Crossroads right to sponsor there. us. Right. Doesn't cookies for every adventure, and we'll mention you in every episode. <laughs> Nights of role play, Crossroads. <laughs> Free advertising. Uh, so you're trying to move over in that direction? Uh, yeah, sure. Okay. So uh, you get most of the way over there, kind of like walking slowly, trying not to like knock anything off the off the. Um, consoles or whatever and uh, she peeks her head out and sees you and then she starts to make a beeline for another one of the air ducts. You think you could probably catch her if you tried. You can see her now. Yeah, you can see her. Okay, if I can see her now, I'm going to both um, <clears throat> lunge for her and say at the same time in her head, wait, 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 we don't mean harm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It deserves a charisma check at least. So she, uh, she's kind of shocked at hearing your voice in her head. It surprises her, and she hesitates for a moment, um, giving you advantage on a uh, acrobatics um, or athletics. Uh, no, actually, uh, uh, a grapple to initiate a grapple, you make an athletics check. So you have advantage on an athletics check to gra- to try to grab her. Okay. If you fail to grab, well, I don't know. Kids can be pretty uh... wiry. I have a plus zero to athletics, so it's going to be an 11. An 11. 11. Okay. Uh, well, that is an opposed roll, so here we go. She's a little girl, so she's <laughs> not too strong. Okay, so she, um, she she opens up the grate, but you managed to get there just in time. And and she sort of changes gears and, and just backs up into like a, into like a corner. Sort of like underneath one of the on one of the consoles, um, where like a chair would roll under. She kind of gets under there, and she's just kind of there. She looks very scared. Okay, um, I'm gonna keep trying to talk to her in her mind because it seemed to have at least gotten her attention. It did. Um, uh, and I'm gonna say, my friends and I mean you no harm. We just got here. We're here to help. We don't know what happened, but we killed something terrible in the other room. Um, in the lab? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, yeah, in the med lab, yep. That, yeah, I'm going to say that. Okay. Um, she says in kind of like a really soft whispery voice, she says, um, the monsters, the monsters are going to come. Okay, which monsters? You can talk back to me if you don't want to talk. Just think it. I, I I can think it to you? Yes. Okay. Um I magic. Okay, she 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 seems kind of curious about about that. And um <clears throat> she kind of like you see, you see her. You see her eyes kind of squinting, like she's trying to really focus on thinking, like really hard. <laughs> and uh, it's really loud in your head. <laughs> um, she says, "How did you get here?" We came here on our spaceship. 
we were told that you needed help. The monsters keep taking everybody to the processing station. What monsters? They're weird alien creatures. They they have long, long heads and uh, dark, dark skin and like tubes on their backs and long tails. And they 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 grab people and they bring them over to the processing station. Is anyone else here? Or are you alone? I, I I don't I don't know. I, I saw somebody being taken to the processing station earlier today. Maybe there's more people around hiding like me. Do you know where the aliens came from? Um. Um. Well, my my dad was brought back with something on his face we were exploring in a rover and found a like alien ship and my mom and dad went to look and my dad got something on his face and they brought him back and I'm not really sure what happened but the but my dad died and there was some kind of monster that they were trying to find and they closed all the doors and the windows and and people started to uh, uh, disappear and I started to see the the monsters and there was more and more monsters and people were being grabbed and taken away and, and some tried to fight and, and some were killed and 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 I, I don't know what happened to my mom or my brother Timmy and she, she like starts to get like all emotional and she's having a hard time uh, Janie moves closer to her and tries to give her a hug and says I, I'm so sorry honey I know what it's like to lose your family I'm so sorry this had to have been so hard on you because she uh <clears throat> She, she timidly uh, uh, accepts the hug and she, you know, is, it comes part way out of the little little spot that she's in and um, kind of takes a hug and then and like wipes a tear away and she seems to be calmer. Would you like to meet my friends? I think that we can help you. We, we want to keep you safe and see if we can save whoever's left you. The monsters. Um, she, she's speaking to you uh, verbally now, and, and she says, um, "The monsters are going to take you and your friends too. They, they, they'll, they'll take everyone." Well, we'll just have to kill them first. <laughs> Don't mind my brother; he's a little weird. <laughs> if, if it looks like uh, Janie has her under control from Strack's perspective. Uh, Strax would uh, think so, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go ahead and head into the room, and I'm going to start looking at the ops consoles, see if I can gather some information. Okay. Uh, do some uh, investigating. 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 With advantage. 
Sure. Okay. Cool. Thank you. Arvine will help you. <laughs> Arvine can help. Yeah. I'm gonna. Ah, uh, um, do I want the nine or do I want the nine? <laughs> I'll take nine. The nine. Nine. <laughs> no, total fourteen. Uh, fourteen. Okay. I mean, you. You can see that that's a lot of the basic operations again. Like you can see how to turn the shutters on and off. Uh, you can see how to open some of the doors. Um, there's there's controls for the lights, but you don't think they're powered at the moment because there's, there's just emergency lighting only. Um, you know there is communications here, but they're not operating at the moment. Naturally. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean you basically find what you would expect to find in in sort of the center of operations for. Um, this this terraforming colony. Can I get a map? Um, yes, you can. You can call up uh, a map uh, and and put it on a display. Good, I do that. So we at least know where we are and where we need to go. Okay. So, so your... go, go ahead, Greg. I was just going to say, what is your name, little girl? My name is Newt. Hi, Newt. My name is Matisse. It's nice to meet you. Can you show us on this map where you've seen these creatures? Where you say the processing plant is? Yeah, she she goes over and she looks at it. <clears throat> and she studies it for a minute. Because um, you can tell that she's not used to looking at the map. But in her little child brain, she's trying to put together what she's seen uh, with her eyes and what she's looking at at the map, and she kind of starts running her finger like over different areas of the map, starting at the at the operation center where we are right now, and she follows this line, and she um, the the whole map is not represented uh, in this one visual. So she she looks at Ustrax and she says, uh, "Can you move the map over?" And and you can yeah. easily do that. Yeah. All right. So basically, Strax sort of helps scroll the map over as she follows with her finger, and she shows you where the processing plan is. Hmm. Well, I have two thoughts on this matter. Three thoughts on this matter. One, we can assume there's no survivors and head out. Two, we can see this processing plant and where they're taking them to see if there's anybody to rescue uh, but I have very high low hopes for that since because of three if that's where they're taking people that's probably where survivors will not be and we should probably investigate other places but this place is kind of big so Strax you know as well as I do that we can't let those things live oh hey I'm up for a good fight I mean, we we don't know if they're what they're doing to the people that they're taking. Acid blood is so, not a good sign. Well, that's, that's all I'm saying. I don't disagree. Um, <laughs> Arvine kind of crouches down by Newt and says, "Hi, hi Newt. My, my name is Arvine," and then I offer her some some rations. She um she um eagerly gobbles them down. Okay. <laughs> and then I ask, "Do you know of anything?" in this colony that might help us to fight the monsters um the the grown-ups try to put up barricades they 
did not hold for very long. They tried to use welding uh, torches, I think they're called, and um, pipes and other things and wrenches, uh, but they were not able to stop them. And some of them were hurt, but then their blood burned the people and and I, I couldn't I couldn't watch lots of yelling and, and fighting and screaming. Okay. Right. We're, we're trained fighters, so we have to fight them. We can fight them. She says, it won't make any difference. Newt, can you guess how many people are on this colony? Do you know? Um, I I think maybe. Uh, a couple hundred, maybe? No, okay. That's kind of concerning if we have a couple hundred people that we can't find. Yeah. Well, if we can't get... If, we're, if we can't get out there to find them, we're going to have to see if, any, if there are any other survivors. We'll try to, we'll just have to come to us. I wonder if there's any way to send out like a message or something to any one of these panels. Well, how far are we Might from a the bit processing meta, but... plants? Um, based on what Newt showed you on the map, um, you could move through the complex and you could get there in like 10 minutes. So we it's could, fairly we close. We could scout them out and see yeah. if we could get a scoop on what these monsters are and maybe devise a plan for how to take them out. <laughs> I got a better idea. Uh, this might be a little bit too meta, your your cult on that, Chris, mm-hmm. but I'm thinking <clears throat> Strax might like, try to find like a PA system, but I'm kind of torn in my mind as to whether or not Strax would even know or recognize what a PA system is. Um, I, I would say that based on the information that you've gleaned so far um, by all your investigating inside this inside this complex, that um, you were able to recognize and identify that there is an intercom system. I mean, like most things, it doesn't have really any power, uh, but but you know what it is. And if you could get power to it somehow, you could probably figure out how to use it. All right. Well, since everybody here tends to get mad at me when I don't actually tell them what I'm thinking, <laughs> I don't know why. I don't mind. I, <laughs> I already great know. ideas. <laughs> um, next, okay. Next question. Yep. Uh, how wide are the corridors out to the uh, processing plant according to the map? Um, they are ten feet wide corridors. Ten feet wide corridors. How wide are those vehicles that we saw out there? Um, those vehicles are like the size of the sky coach. <laughs> oh, the ground vehicles? They yeah. appear too big. Yeah. They big things. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's a bad, okay. That's not going to yeah. work then. Okay. Uh, no smaller vehicles. That sucks. There, there are some, car. there, there, there are some, um, smaller vehicles that are like a one person vehicle that like you put some boxes or some crates on or something, and then you can sort of drive it you know, through the hallway. 
Um, but it's like a one-person vehicle. Maybe if it didn't have any, if it didn't have any uh, load on it, you can maybe have like one person controlling it and two people standing on it. You know, and it, and it go and I mean, you don't know how fast it goes or how maneuverable <laughs> it is, but but they're just little like you know, um, little little. Uh, it's almost like the equivalent of like a science fiction hand truck kind of. Yeah, <laughs> but just a little I, bit bigger. I, I, I can visualize what you're thinking. Yeah, it's just a little bit bigger. <laughs> just designed for moving the moving equipment around correct correct mm. I don't know how much time we have to work with because I could probably take one of those and rig up like a trailer hit a trailer onto something Gatlinga no <laughs> is it yeah, night time or, or is it day do we know that um, currently, it is nighttime. I uh, think it's approaching like maybe like ten o'clock, maybe. Okay, so dark and stormy. Yeah, it's 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 dark still it's still raining outside. All the horror tropes. Well, <laughs> there's no lightning. <laughs> well, actually, hey, I, there's yeah. lightning probably way up in the clouds somewhere. But hey, kid, do you, can you know if these monsters understand common? I didn't try to talk with them. Yeah, all right. Well. Mm. Probably best to assume they can. All right. Because I was going to try to see if I could make an announcement to tell any survivors to head over to the... uh, To the... uh, What do you call that? Where you put the stupid ship? The... the shuttle bay hanger 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 don't tell any survivors to head over to the hangar but if they can understand what I'm saying well it kind of defeats the purpose mm. <laughs> think about it'll this it'll be like tracks. a monster buffet yum, we yum, have yum. to assume that these creatures whatever they are are intelligent to a certain extent and maybe if we go on the PA system, we might alert them. Yeah. Well, first things first, we got to get rid of our liability. Um. So whatever you should take, somebody should, we should take Newt back to the ship at least. She says, "What's a liability?" <laughs> Do you know how to shoot a gun? <laughs> no. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I'll take you later. Put her in the bag holding. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, you could do that. Give her 10 minutes. You might traumatize her a little bit, though. Uh, putting her inside a bag in the dark. We could take her She'd be safer to... than out here. <laughs> Only for 10 minutes, then she'd suffocate. Take her out every 10 we, minutes. We could take her back <laughs> to the sky coach. Yeah. <laughs> Could could we use a portable a uh, portable atmosphere to overcome that ten minute limitation? <laughs> um. That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> Can we put her in the they rope can't trick? Get in the sack. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, in the that's rope trick? <laughs> that sounds like a open invitation there. <laughs> putting putting someone yeah, that in the sack. Like a pedif- yeah, that sounds yeah. really cool. Ew, let's not go there. <laughs> I wasn't starting it. 
Um. Anyway, moving on. Yeah, let's let's just set that idea aside for the moment. Yes. (laughs) Well, we could take her back to the sky coach. I mean, if we're going to investigate the processing plant, is there a better angle to approach that from above? Anyway, or do we need to go through the station because we want to sweep through and see what else we can find? Well, first of all, Arvine, we do have to consider that maybe since we don't know what these things are, that maybe she could be a carrier of some kind also, and probably we don't want her to be on our ship. Well, I think Ruffian would be okay. But, uh... Constrained, after all. Was there anything that we found in the science lab that would indicate how to tell if someone is a carrier? Um... Let's see, they... They had, um, like an, like an X-ray yeah. that showed uh, a creature inside okay. someone's chest, like some kind of an embryo mm. inside someone's chest. So well, I, I, we mean, can find. The I mentioned that to Strax and say if we can use that, that device in the lab to check her, then we would know she's okay. Then I'd rather get her to safety and, and consider the fact that we could probably. But we wage more surveillance and attack from the air and be less vulnerable to getting taken. But more visible. Well, but if they can't get up to us, we can just simply rain hellfire on them from above. I like that idea. Can we, though? We don't really have any weapons on the Star Coach, do we? I, I got a crossbow. Sky Coach. Well, whatever. <laughs> Remember everyone Your butt coach. Was, <laughs> hey, Janie, Janie, you are our weapon. We were sent here to find out if people were alive, so we do need to find if there are actually living individuals here. Well, unfortunately the processing plant seems the place to start if anybody's actually alive. Yeah. But I still would like to find some way to get a message out to any other survivors and in this Squawky box here seems to be about the best option. The longer we stand here and stare at each other, the more likely we're going to get eaten by whatever those face things are. So let's go. I'm all. Let's go back to the. Let's go go back to the lab and make sure that Newt is okay. Right, Newt. Make our plan. (laughs) Newt, Newt. I would say that Strax should try to jerry-rig the PA system, and maybe we can herd the people who are still alive to a certain specific spot. Well, as I said, I could just make an announcement and tell people to go there, but I don't know if that's going to direct their so-called monsters there either. I guess we could set up an ambush. That would be fun. So, so Strax, um, with regard to Arvine's suggestion, Mm -hmm. um, you don't think that that machine has power? Mm -hmm. Like like right now, there there are emergency lights. There is a basically a um, a very basic blueprint monitor mm-hmm. and those are the only things that have power that you've seen so far okay well Strax, can you find a way to get the power online well that's one thing I was thinking of the other I might, or I might so, be able to cherry rig some power I mean so, I can only assume they shut the power off for a reason so in actuality we're really in dim light and not even like bright enough that we could see in front of us light. yeah it's all it, well, it's it's emergency lighting, so 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 it is dim. It is dim light, but but I mean, but you can see 
like the, on the other side of this room, you can see dim light because there are dim lights on the ceiling all over the place. Okay, so they're like my little outdoor lights, like basically yeah. giving a touch of light, but not bright Correct. enough to see everything. Correct. Well. But it's enough that you can walk through the hallways and things like that, so. All right. Well, I'm going to, all right, well, I'm going to head back to the ops room then and see what I can find. Okay. Um, uh, so, so you're, so you're in the operations room. Okay. Okay. So question number one, can mm-hmm. I turn on power to just the med bay? Um, you, you look at the, at the display, the map that you have there. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, based on your on your artifice and like flows of magic and whatnot, you know it's not all that dissimilar to the way that this this um, physical power is, is set up. Mm-hmm. And you and you follow some of like basically what you think are, are like the power lines, mm-hmm. um, and they all seem to converge on this one place that you assume is basically the source of the power for the colony. Okay, so I can't turn actually turn on the power from the option. Correct. I have to go to wherever this place is. All right. I mean, normally the, the opposite place has control over power stuff, but because this stuff is empowered, <laughs> you can't turn it on. Um, right. yeah. the, the the source of the power seems to be inert for some reason. All right. Mm. Well, I guess I'll head back. Say. Well, Strax, you're a well, um, a technical guy. Why would the power source not work properly? Maybe I'll blow it up for all I know until I get there. Unless we go there and look, if you think it's worth the trouble. Well, it might answer some questions. It would take you about but, five minutes to get to the power station if you needed, if you wanted to go there. Well, Is it be- anywhere near the processing station? It's it's sort of on the way to the processing station. Well, I still say we take the kid back to the uh, um, back sky to the coach. ship first. Yeah, back to the sky coach. Back to the ship first. And see, if, at least so she's not in the way in case uh, we run into some more of these monsters. I'm just gonna put if a post-it on the corner of my screen that says "sky coach." <laughs> space coach, star coach, space coach. Great space coach. Worry about it later. The great space coaster. Sky coach, coast to coast. Get on board the great space coaster. <laughs> that used to be a kids' show. Back in the I day. barely remember that. Wow. Some of our listeners will not get those references. <laughs> well, I do happen to turn 49 this week, so... 49? <laughs> oh, it's like one foot in, in the grave, road? Greg. No. Uh, <laughs> Says Chris, who's how old? When you're younger than Greg. <laughs> <laughs> I have a toe. I have a toe in the grave. Greg has a whole leg. <laughs> <laughs> a leg and a toe. the youngest one here. <laughs> By a well, couple months. And the baby. Baby. <laughs> technically the baby. All right. All of us. Ship. Anyway. So you're bringing, new, you're bringing new to the sky coach? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Drop her off at the sky coach, and then we'll see if we can head to the uh, uh, power. power. Okay, so so uh, you drop her off with, with Ruffian, and you go to the power station. Um, and as you're approaching the power station, you can see that basically um, 
it's it's like wrecked it's like destroyed it's like all ripped apart and like a variety of different areas it's been all torn apart well Matisse I think I found the answer to your question <laughs> do you want me to explain <laughs> no. I right. believe I have uh, do we have anything to, uh, visualize <laughs> do we have anything that could be used as a power supply for anything on a, on a smaller scale or can I jury rig something um let's see um you, you guys you, you have you have laser um swords you have laser rifles or at least one and you have yeah. isn't and you have i think you has a laser pistol yeah um all of which are powered by an energy cell right so um with some with some tinkering um strax you think that it's possible that maybe you could use um, one or more energy cells to maybe power something small, like maybe the X-ray machine. Yeah. Um, you don't Actually, really know for sure. This is this is all theory, but you think you might be able to figure it out can, if, if you were to try. I can try to see if I get some power to the med bay. But yeah. It may also uh, exhaust the energy cells, and then you wouldn't have power for whatever device that is that you were using. But again, you're not really sure. You don't. You've never you ever tried this before. You don't know what it would do. <laughs> I don't know how long it would last either. All right. I mean, I mean, the energy cells. Just to be clear, because you guys probably don't know this, but I, I designed them. The energy cells power like a laser pistol or laser rifle or laser sword. They power them basically for the life of of the um, of, of whatever it's in. And those things typically, like you could actually figure it out. You could actually give it a number, but most people don't bother because it lasts so long that okay. the thing would probably get destroyed or you'd be dead by the time it would run out of energy. So they're powerful. Um, okay. they're, they're not necessarily powerful, but they're just long lasting. They can give like a small amount of energy, like just enough to power something for an extended period of time. Yeah. So, so, so I mean, but, again, I, but I don't know how much energy this is going to drain out of it. Correct. I'm essentially going to have to destroy whatever weapon. Maybe. Uh, I need. Maybe. Right. Again, you, you, you would have to tinker. <laughs> I'd have to tinker. You'd have to tinker. You'd have to try to figure it out. Can, do I think that I could power the X-ray machine with one of these cells from the med bay, or do I have to do it from here? Um, you think that if you were to go to the operation center, that you could um, attempt to use one or more energy cells to uh, power the X-ray machine. Um, you would have to basically be be in the room with the X-ray machine, and and you could bring it bring the energy cells to the med bay and try it there. You can bring the energy cells to the operations center and try the intercom. Okay. You, you don't have to be at the power station my, to do it. Okay. My, so my, my, okay. That was, that was my concern. Was I going to have to stay here no. while they no. go to the med no. bay in order to. No, okay. you, you, you would be like hooking up a battery, you know, <laughs> to, to the x-ray machine <laughs> essentially. Okay. Well, we're not getting anything out of here. Uh, I guess we can, if you're still concerned about it, we can go get the kid. We can bring Arrow back to the med bay, and I'll see if I can power up the X-ray machine from there. Just got to get a belly to this back and Whatever. That's our problem. <laughs> that sounds like a plan. Let's go. All right. Okay, so what's happening? So, 
We're going to go collect her, go collect Newt again. And we're all going to traps back to the med bay. And I'm going to see if I can use one of the power cells to power up the x machine. Okay. So, um, when you go back to the sky coach, uh, you see that uh, Ruffian is laying on the ground next to the sky coach and Newt Uh-oh. is gone. Oh, oh no. no. <laughs> Ruffian, why don't you just take off? Is he awake? Conscious? Uh, Ruffian appears to be unconscious, but um, he is alive. I was going to say breathing, but he doesn't breathe. He, <laughs> Ruffian, <laughs> is a, Ruffian is a warforged, so he, he is unconscious but alive because that, that can happen in D&D. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, Do you, we have a way plus, of accessing his memories? Can we see what happened? Oh, he's not is a it, is it, is it, Can I wake uh, him up? Um, you, uh, I, you, you can stabilize him. You, you can cast healing on him. Oh, okay, I, was, I yeah, could do that. still have healing hits for like five points. I can heal him. Hold now, on. Uh, just to, you just can wake him up. I'll lay on hands. Okay. For five points. Just to I'll get lay on feet. Five, five points. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay, so so Ruffian comes to consciousness with with five, with five hit points. Yeah. And Ruffian, what are you doing down here? Sits up in the mud, and then stands up in the mud. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously has battle damage. <laughs> and I like gently nudge uh, Janie and say, "Can you find out from him what happened?" He doesn't speak. Right. Hey, what happened? You, you can speak. You can speak. So he yeah, I speak. know. That's what I. What happened? <laughs> I wasn't there. I say I'm saying it in my regular voice, so it's not Katie. It's my my mind. What happened? Okay, so, um, Ruffian is able to basically think to you uh, that the the creatures that Newt described. Um, came and took her and and at first they basically ignored him because he's like a machine uh and they didn't pay any attention to him but he tried to stop them and when he tried to stop them they basically beat the crap out of him and then once he was no longer moving they continued to take her away well actually well the, the, the way he described it is that he saw them taking her away he tried to stop them and then things went black. <laughs> that's that, that that that's what he remembers. Uh, but at first they well, were at they, they were ignoring him because they thought he was just like a piece of machinery. Nope. Told at, them at, at least, they, the at least we know where they're taking her. Okay. All right. So much for the X-ray machine. Uh, we're going we processing. Hurry up. Yeah. 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 We better get out of here before we any more. I mean, do we think? No, we, we can... better hurry up and save her, you dumbass. Why? <laughs> we can make it. I promised her we'd keep her safe. Let's go. Can we? Can we approach <laughs> the power station from the sky, or the this processing station? Uh, if you want to get in the sky coach and go over there, sure. I think that that's better. It's better than going through the through the colony and risking getting jumped somewhere where we don't want to be. All right. If we saw what. I mean, did we see another entrance over there? I guess is the is the question in the area. We can check it. Um, Let's fly around. You you would probably have to basically jury um, another one of those doors to get it to open. Just but a random side note: long. one of my dogs just burped so loud I heard it from the other room. <laughs> <laughs> and continue. Hashtag <laughs> 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 Well, if you saw that there was a door over there, the <laughs> 
I can open the door. So, all right. Well, let's get fly over to across the same planet. Yeah. Okay. So, so you, f- you fly over on the sky coach over to um, the the processing uh, plant, and uh, you go down and uh, give me another um, those vehicles. Give me another investigation uh, check with advantage on the door. Okay. Can I use my thieves' tools? Um. Sure. Well, good, because that gives me double proficiency. Yeah. That is a good thing I needed because I have to choose a seven or a seven. Uh, <laughs> Otherwise, I hate you tonight, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, for investigation, it's not a high difficulty because you've already done this. <laughs> Sixteen. Okay, that's good enough. Um, the door opens up about ten feet. Okay. All right. That's the one. Big point. <laughs> okay. Um, so you go inside the processing plant, um, processing station. Uh, so basically, you there, there's nothing of interest on the ground level, um, but there are numerous sub-levels below. So do you, do you keep moving, uh, do you start moving down into the sub-levels? Is the question. Um, quick perception check. I'll perceptify. They want to help me. I'll help. Thank you. What is it you're perceptifying? Looking for danger. <laughs> signs of life, anything that I could hear coming from the lower levels or certain quadrants of, of the facility. Okay. Like that. Yeah, of, okay. see, a, see a sign of which Any devices we could use, machines we, we could do. Well, there's no the power. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> signs of menace. Right, so, uh, Perceptify. Oh, wow. A five and an eight. <clears throat> oh, sh- uh, so yeah, my passive of 20 is better. <laughs> Your passive of 20 is better. Yep. Um, okay. So, so there's really nothing to speak up as far as as far as noise goes i mean again the place is shut down there's no power okay. so there's nothing really to hear no almost like to as much i want to save survivors but i'd also like to want, figure out if there's a way to take this whole facility or this building down probably if don't these have- creatures are powerful enough that they've secreted away 200 people that they've you know, defeated Ruffian, who is a total slouch when it comes to combat. Uh, hey, I'm all for blowing the place up, but uh, we may not get paid if we do that first. I mean, I'd like to see if uh, we can find survivors first, but just food for thought. So. Alright, well, let's head down. Okay. Um, can I make a... Uh, Okay, now I probably would suck at a survival check for, to look for signs of these creatures Max. passing. Um, given the fact that the ground is all metal grating, mm. it, 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 it could be... I mean, you could look for signs. You might find something, but but you wouldn't find, like, footprints. <laughs> but you, but you no. could try to look if you wanted to look. You could try if you want to make a survival check. Uh, at least I'll keep my eye open. Maybe I'll do good. 17. Actually, no, 15. 15. Nothing really jumps out at you. Okay. Well, then let's go. Okay. So, as you make your way into the sub-levels, 
you find you know countless passages and walkways um, on each level as you go down. Um, uh, upon reaching sublevel three, uh, the temperature becomes very warm and the air is very humid. And as you're exploring, you eventually come to an area of sublevel three with like a strange substance covering the walls and the ceilings um, and, and the floor a little bit in some places. It, it looks like some kind of like a hardened uh, excretion. You know, it, it almost, um, you know, it, it seems obviously like it was something that was like built up from maybe some kind of excretion or something. And then it like hardens over time. It's sort of dripping with some like mucus and things like that. But there are, there's, de- there's definitely a, a uh, intentional um, construction of some kind. You know, it seems very hive-like. Oh, I'll get that. I'll take forever to get out. <laughs> and then I'll blame you, Arvine. <laughs> Are there any signs of, like, humanoid shapes in this covering? Um, right now... Not you, at all. Right, right, now, right <laughs> now, you're just sort of at the edge of it. Um, okay. Do you want to keep moving forward into the area with the, with the um, excretions? I think that would be a bad idea. But is there a way that we can go that's not that way? Because if it's the only way, then... Um, you've explored about maybe like a third of sub-level three, and, and now you've basically hit this area, and basically from what... I mean, you're assuming that beyond this point, everything is, is covered by this stuff. Yeah. I mean, Matisse, if we want to find the survivors, I don't know that we have choice we also have to think of the fact that we don't even know what this stuff is and we don't know what's in there proceed with caution yeah I I don't disagree with you if SDO 1 starts to melt then we'll worry about it we know what they look like (laughs) we can can investigate is there anything you can investigate in the substance before we proceed further Strax it's a wall. It's messy. Let's go. Are <laughs> being kind of side eyes towards Janie and shakes her head. <laughs> Follows a lot. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so um, you continue to explore the sublevel in this in this area, and Arvine, um, with your very high passive perception. Um, you see movement from something in the corner of your vision. Okay. And, and you know, you, 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 you dart your eyes over in that direction. Um, and you're pretty sure that you see a person hanging on the wall. Their arms and legs are covered um, by the excretion. Their head is hung low, but you can see the head just kind of slightly move a little bit. Okay. I got a motion to the others and say, I think there's someone down there. I don't know if they're dead or not. Well, check. So, oh no, right. from here. Go, go check closer. Okay, I mean, when you get close enough, it's it's obvious that it's a it's a woman, it's a human, female. Okay, I I check her her throat. Is she alive? Um, <clears throat> she opens up her eyes, and she seems she's like very panicked, and she's covered in mucus, and she says, "Please, kill me." And then suddenly oh. she be, she begins convulsing. Her chest cavity expands violently, like something inside is trying to break out. Uh-oh. The expansion happens again and again as you hear the sound That's of not good. bone cracking. A creature's head bursts from the woman's chest, killing her. 
The creature has uh, a smooth head with no discernible eyes and a mouth of sharp teeth. It's trying to free itself from the chest cavity of the dead woman. So what do you Can do? Can Arvine try I to cast magic it put it in the bag? Can Arvine lock the head <laughs> off of the creature as it's, as it's starting to come out? Um, so, so Janie casts magic missile and it goes and it, and it, and it hits, it hits the creature, um, with multiple, I assume you use a first level. Yeah. Okay. Um, and basically it, it, it squeals as it's getting hit by the magic missiles and, uh, and the, the creature definitely dies from the magic missiles. And then, uh, good reaction, Janie. You, you hear this sound from all around you, like the slow hissing of an animal. You begin to hear the sounds of movement from various passages all around you. Um, you, are, you are quickly set upon from all directions by a group of strange alien creatures. They are mostly humanoid with two arms and two legs, but their heads are long and narrow with no discernible eyes. Their torso has four tubes coming out of the back, and the creatures have long barbed tails. Let's rock and roll initiative. Uh, <laughs> we can zoom, but no we're going survivors. to. But we're going to uh, do this fight next time, though. Oh no! <laughs> okay. Are we rolling initiative now or next time? Uh, we won't remember it. Yeah, why don't we? Do, why don't we just do it next time? Um, but uh, if you guys dun, want, dun. if you guys want to, though, uh, you are all thirteenth level, so you, you can. Ooh. You can Whoa. roll. You yeah. can roll. You can roll hit points right now uh, if you want to roll hit points, and we, okay. we can do that, and then we can say goodnight to the listeners. Okay. Uh, See, this is points. exactly what Matisse was afraid of. So, so <laughs> when we when we do the next adventure, when that when that combat starts, you'll have all of your thirteen level stuff. Okay, you, you don't have to take a long rest to get it. So you're just gonna have okay. it. Okay. I hope I have good stuff at level thirteen. So, so for the listeners, if they don't know already, uh, I basically allow people to, when they roll their hit points, if they get less than the average of the die, and the average of the die is half the die plus one. That's the average, according to D&D. Um, if they roll less than the average, then they can get the average. I rolled max. Yay! Yay! So John rolled max. So, so, I so rolled what? exactly average again. Um, <laughs> all right. So, 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 I have so what D10. number did you get, John? I got an eight. Uh, an eight? Okay, and Janie? Four. Four. Is it a D10 or a D8? I think, I think I Paladins a... get D10, I think. Okay. It'll tell you when you hit manage hit points. It'll say 13 D whatever on your hit dice. Ugh. In D&D Beyond. They don't. <laughs> and just whatever you roll, add it to your... Uh... All right, so I rolled the minimum. I rolled three. Okay, so... What's the... Go ahead, Kirsten. Jedi is a D10, right? Yeah. So so you get the average, which is half plus one, so you get six plus your con. Yeah. Um, well, right. if you just put, if you just add six to your rolled hit point, hit die, hit points, yeah. um, okay. D&D Beyond will take care of all the necessary bonuses. Okay. Right. Gotcha. So gotcha. Arvine, what do you roll? Well, I get to uh, add a spell. I rolled a D8 for another level of rogue. I rolled a two, so I took my average of five. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> cool. I just broke into seventh level spell slots. Okay. Nice. So. Seventh level slots are. <laughs> a lot of them go boom. I'm going to have to get out another D4 for my magic missiles. <laughs> <laughs> I got to tell you, I was very excited to run this adventure. 
<laughs> I wonder why. Shocking. Aliens uh, is one of my favorite movies. <laughs> I like it too, actually. Uh, okay, so let's say goodnight to the listeners. Alrighty, Good night, listeners. Night. <laughs> If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a review anywhere this podcast can be found. Our social media links, plus additional content, can be found on our website at knightsofroleplay.com. Please tell your friends about Knights of Roleplay, an adventuring podcast, and spread the word through social media. Your help and support are greatly appreciated.